today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, a short preview of tonight's game versus the Blues, we're going to talk bean pot and some news and notes around the league. All of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, y'all. It is Tuesday. It is Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your humble host, and hockey aficionado Jason J.D. Hernandez. And don't forget, this is your daily podcast covering the Anaheim Ducks, and you'll get fresh daily content Monday through Friday about the OC's hockey team. I just wanted to let you know right now, there will be no show this coming Monday. It is President's Day, and because of hockey the previous day and sports the following day, you know, just the schedule would allow me to not have any time to record. So there will be no show on Monday. So we'll have our regular shows Tuesday and Wednesday, which is today and tomorrow, Thursday, Locked on Goals, Friday, normal show, no show on Monday. Once again, that is President's Day, and then we'll be back the following Tuesday. So just wanted to let you guys know about that right now, and I'll remind you throughout the week. Uh, Before I get into the show, you can hear this podcast or any of the shows on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Yeah, uh, let's get right into it. Tonight, the Ducks play a home game, their first home game in a very long time, against the defending champions, the St. Louis Blues. And Anaheim would have seen St. Louis if they would have had any All-Stars, but that's neither here nor there. This is their first home game since losing to the Tampa Bay Lightning all the way back January 31st. Tonight, they play St. Louis. Thursday, they play Calgary. But we begin with tonight's matchup versus the St. Louis Blues. Last time these two teams played, St. Louis won 4-1. Okay, so that's fine because the Ducks beat them 4-1 the previous time. In fact, on that previous first game of the season, that was where Derek Grant got the hat trick, his first and only hat trick. So that was still a fun game to cover. Tonight, we should expect to see Jordan Bennington in net. And after Ryan Miller played for two consecutive games, we should expect to see John Gibson back in net for the Anaheim Ducks. Jordan Bennington, right now, he's got a save percentage of about 9-10. Bennington has a record of 24-10 with a 265 goals against. Expect him to start tonight. John Gibson, 16-21, only a 296 goals against average, save percentage of 904. So their save percentages are pretty comparable, to be quite honest. Uh, the only difference is the backup Jake Allen. He's been terrific. He's got a save percentage of 925. In fact, St. Louis is one of the better teams defensively. They're one of the better teams in the league, let's face it. Uh, St. Louis has the best record in the West. They come in with a sterling 32-15-9 and record, 73 points. The Ducks come into the game 23-26-7. That is 53 points. Somehow, the Ducks find themselves 10 points out of a playoff spot. Yeah, I don't know how many of you guys saw that coming. I know most people didn't see that five-game point streak coming, especially on the road to maintain that throughout the whole road trip. I know a lot of you did not expect that. Uh, St. Louis has been slumping as of recent. They are 3-5-2 in their last 10. Uh, Some key stats. Yeah, the Ducks are still last in power play percentage. In fact, they are at 14.4% on the power play conversion. St. Louis is fourth in the league with a sterling 
25.3 power play percent. That is incredible. As far as the penalty kill, not much better. The Ducks are 25th at 77%. The St. Louis Blues are 14th, right in the middle, at 80.8%. So really, special teams are not good for the Ducks. They're excellent for St. Louis. As long as Anaheim can stay out of the box, they might be okay today. They might be. But then you look at the goals for. Uh, the Ducks are 29th in the league in offense. At least they're not last. They're third from last. Uh, they've scored 2.5 goals per game. They're 18th in goals allowed, 3.0. That's not terrible. But then St. Louis is ninth in that category. Uh, the Ducks will be without the services of Eric Goodbranson as he is on the injured reserve with an upper body injury. So look to see Brendan Gooley have some more playing time with the Ducks down out in defense. So we should expect to see Gooley and Fowler out there. We should see Holzer out there. We should see Delzado out there. We should see Lindholm out there. Maybe Manson. I mean, who knows what 6D are going to be out there today. There's going to be one scratch from that. Uh, Josh Maher is also up with the Ducks, so that is also an option for Anaheim. As far as the offense goes, we should see Derek Grant in there. We should see the usual suspects. We expect no changes in offense, but we do expect John Gibson to start in net tonight. As for the Blues, they are led by... A plethora of great players. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly has 49 points this season, 10 goals, 39 assists. Uh, Dave Perron. Perron has 54 points in 56 games. He's been terrific this season. Uh, someone that I've liked seeing is Braden Shen. Braden Shen has 46 points, 20 goals. Uh, in fact, he is second in the team in goals. Perron has 23 goals, but Braden Shen has done much better than some people expected out of him this season. Uh, Shen, of course, you know, he's 6'1", 200 pounds. He is right, I would say he's right in the prime of his career. The former LA King, uh, he is almost at his career high in goals. His career high was two seasons ago with 28. He has 20 so far. I think Shen has played his best season this year. So look out for him tonight. He's going to try to get his 21st goal of the season. Uh, as for the Ducks, their leading goal scorer is Adam Henrique with 18 goals. Uh, Jakob Silverberg has 17, but Silverberg did miss some time. So let's see if Henrique can get things going. Let's see if Getzloff can get things going. Right now, the point leader for the Ducks. Yeah, would you believe it is Ryan Getzloff? <laughs> yes. The captain, the veteran captain, is leading the Ducks with 37 points this season. Something I didn't expect to see. Once again, that game is tonight. That's a 7 p.m. start at the Ponda. And you can check that out on Fox Sports West tonight, not Prime Ticket. So once again, 7 o'clock start, Fox Sports West, tonight at the Ponda. Hope to see you guys there. After the first intermission, we're going to talk about the Bean Pot. Hmm, why are we talking about the bean pot? Well, there can only be one player we're going to talk about after the intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm really liking this particular track. I, I love our new music that we have. You're going to hear more of it in the coming days as I get more audio. So once again, do love the new music package. 
Uh, we're going to talk about the bean pot. We're going to talk about the Boston University Terriers. Why in the world are we talking about them? Because Trevor Zegras, the Ducks' first round pick, is a part of the Terriers for now. Uh, last night, the Terriers and the Huskies of Northeastern played in the Bean Pot Final. Yeah, it was a stellar championship game, one of the best ones I've seen in recent memory. It was wild. It was a very wild game. Uh, we'll start things off in the first period. Just a quick recap. Um, Boston did go, go off to a very fast start. Jake Wise got a goal. And then on the power play, Trevor Zegras from the left dot got a nice pass from Case McCarthy. And he went top shelf corner, pinged off the post, bar down and in. Beautiful, beautiful shot by Trevor Zegras to put them up 2 to nothing at the time. But Northeastern would score four consecutive goals in the second period. That was a bad period for BU. They just let the defense slip into the zone very easily. Defense was off. Uh, shots were just not going anywhere. They were completely off their game. So Northeastern had a 4-2 lead going into the third period. But early in the third, David Ferrance scored on a power play to cut the lead in half. 4-3. So that would set up a very, very dramatic moment. Where Trevor Zegris... Well, first off, it was... Uh, empty net for the Boston University Terriers. So they were six on five. And they kept crashing and crashing the net with about 20 seconds left. And the shots were starting to become very relentless, as it normally does. It is a championship game. So first, you had David Ferrance and Jake Wise. You know, they both tried to get it to the front of the net. And it went just off to the right side of the goalie. But, you know, leave it up to Trevor Zegras to be right there. He's working his magic once again. He got it right past Craig Pantano, the goalie for Northeastern, with about a second left. It was a buzzer-beating goal to tie the game up at four goals apiece. Zegras found the puck at the perfect spot, put it away. You know, great, great heads-up play by Trevor Zegras. This is something that the Ducks are definitely looking forward to. And if Trevor Zegras can work his magic not only on the bean pot, but on the international stage with those nine assists on the WJC, then his future looks pretty bright for the Anaheim Ducks. And I know Ducks fans cannot wait to see him down in Anaheim. Maybe next year if he decides to be one and done, or in a couple years if he decides to stay for one more season. So at the time, that was a very, very, very dramatic play. You know, Zegras tied it up. We're going to overtime. Okay, great. First overtime, nobody scores. Oh boy. So we go to a second overtime. And that took an eternity. You know, it was very wild. Even though Zegras had a wild third period, you know, Northeastern started coming back on what turned out to be a very controversial penalty in the second overtime. Was it controversial? Yeah, it was. It was a call against Patrick Harper for taking down Ryan Shea. And this was a really ticky-tack call. It was a quite it was a call that was quite controversial. It put the Northeastern Huskies on the power play. And I don't know. I thought it was not a bad play. I don't think it was a penalty. If you're going to make that call in overtime, especially double overtime of a championship game, it has to be a very obvious call, and this one wasn't. Some people are saying it was a makeup call for earlier. I don't know about that either. So, what happened on the ensuing power play? Well, Northeastern took complete advantage of that power play, 
and Jordan Harris got the puck where he found it, and it's the third beanpot in a roll for the Northeastern Huskies. Jordan Harris with the game-winning goal with about five and a half minutes left in double overtime. As for Boston University, well, they were pissed. They were very pissed, and rightfully so. (laughs) Immediately after the game, Trevor Zegras was found not just yelling at the refs, he was cursing at the refs. He was letting them have it on that BS penalty call. Not my words, but (laughs) it, it was a questionable call at best. But Zegras was very mad. He ended up getting a 10-minute misconduct after the game. So he gets to pile up his penalty minutes. And even after the game, and I have to send this quote out. uh, This was a quote from the Boston University head coach. Here's his quote. Quote, I will say that diving in that game that was called for penalties was unreal. Karma didn't catch up to that one, but it will. End quote. Ooh, a little bit of feistiness there from the BU head coach. Love it. Um, was it a good call? Most people would say, no, it wasn't a good call. In fact, the majority of people online said it, it was a bad call. But it still goes down as a tie officially for the BU Terriers and the Northeastern Huskies. It goes down as a tie officially because it is still regular season And in college hockey, anything after overtime is left with a tie. So Boston University has seven games left in their schedule. They have a home-and-home against New Hampshire, a home-and-home against the Yukon Huskies. Then they play BC, then they play a home-and-home against Northeastern. Huh. I think the coach is really wanting that rematch on March 6th and March 7th. That is a home-and-home, both games taking place in Boston, Mass., So I'm going to definitely watch out for that game. That's one that I know many fans already have circled on the calendar. I will definitely try to watch those games. Once again, that is in early March, home and home against the Northeastern Huskies. And only seven games left. Boston University is on the outside looking in as far as the NCAA Frozen Four Championship. Only 16 teams get into the hockey tournament. And BU right now is... I want to say in the top 30 at best, they have a record of 10, 9, and 8. If they're in the top 30, they're maybe 29th or 30th. They've got to win the majority of their remaining games in order to have any shot at the Frozen Four tournament. And maybe we'll see more of Trevor Zegras on that massive stage. And then after that, who knows what will happen. Coming up after the second intermission, some news and notes around the league, including a trade that happened last night in the NHL. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. There was a pretty big trade that happened yesterday in the Eastern Conference and the Central Division. Uh, If you guys have not heard, there was a trade involving the Minnesota Wild and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, this is a pretty big one. As Jason Zucker is coming to the Pittsburgh Penguins. This one, this is a very good trade for Pittsburgh. They've been trying to get Zucker for a while. Uh, The trade as such, Minnesota receives Jason Zucker. And going to the Minnesota Wild is Alex Galchenyuk, prospect Caden Addison, and a conditional first round pick. 
The condition for that is if Pittsburgh makes the playoffs this year, that can be deferred to 2021. So that is the deal. That's actually a very good deal for both sides. Uh, Once again, Pittsburgh getting Jason Zucker, and he fits in very well with that Pittsburgh lineup. Um, It's a perfect fit for him because, you know, he's very speedy. He forechecks very, very hard. Um, He knows how to get down into the crease area. You know, he knows how to get past defenders. And when you have great playmakers like a Sidney Crosby, Crosby, instead of getting all the goals, Crosby is still a fantastic passer. And from the right wing side, Crosby can get that pass right to Zucker and Zucker can streak into the crease and score plenty of goals. So that's the kind of play that he has. He fits in perfectly with that style. And I think Zucker is going to score a lot more goals in Pittsburgh. Could lead him deep in the playoffs this year. I mean, that's a fantastic deal for Pittsburgh. But it's also a good deal for Minnesota, too. Galchenyuk had been struggling, but that's a very good deal. I like the prospect they got. Uh, 19-year-old, he's very good, too. Kalen Addison, he did have a few games at Wilkes-Barre. But he is currently playing for Lethbridge. Yeah, Lethbridge connection there. He's only 19 years old. He's expected to be playing with the Iowa Wild possibly next season and eventually make his way to the Minnesota Wild maybe the year after that. But again, he's only 19 years old. Uh, Furthermore, when you think about Jason Zucker, I'm going to go back to Jason Zucker here. You know, he's a very great defender. Something that kind of gets overlooked spending time in Minnesota is, you know, he gets back to his position defensively, has a very good active stick, can dive on the defensive when he has to. And he's looking to come back because if you remember in the early season, he broke his fibula. He had 24 points before getting injured and he's been struggling since coming back. But again, Minnesota's offense has been a little bit stagnant as of recent as the Wild are on the outside looking in along with the Anaheim Ducks. So it looks like Zucker, he's going to be in that first or second line. He might end up going on the Crosby line. So can you imagine if you have Zucker and Crosby and maybe Patrick Hornquist or slide him in the second line with Evgeny Malkin, maybe Brian Rust there, who knows? And of course, this is a great trade for Pittsburgh because they've lost Jake Gensel for the season. Uh, Bukestad is still hurt. Dumoulin is still hurt. So Pittsburgh is trying to make these kind of moves because of all the injuries that they've endured. Uh, Pittsburgh, of course, earlier this season made the deal to trade Erica Branson in the early part of the season. And now they're trading away Galchenyuk, who hasn't been fitting in all that well with Pittsburgh. And sometimes you just need that kind of change. Uh, Galchenyuk did fit in very well with Montreal before. I thought Galchenyuk was very good as a Canadian, but he just never found his place as a Penguin. So we'll see how he does in Minnesota. I think this will end up being a better trade for Pittsburgh, but Minnesota didn't come out of this with nothing, especially that first round pick. I think this is still a good deal for Minnesota and one that will eventually pay dividends down the line with the first round pick. Again, I really do like that pickup of Kalen Addison. I think Minnesota will see the better of this deal down the line. 
And with that, I think it's a good spot to wrap things up. Uh, you can download today's podcast or any of the previous episodes on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Also, make sure to follow on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. Uh, once again, tonight there is a Ducks game at the Ponda. That is 7 o'clock. That's on Fox Sports West. They take on the defending champion, St. Louis Blues. I want to thank you all for listening. Please like, comment, leave a five-star rating, and most of all, subscribe. And if you want to discuss hockey with me, you can do so on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. I want to thank you all once again for listening. And for Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great day. I'll see you at the Ponda and stay cool, Anaheim.